Thank you for tuning in to Kineticast. I'm your host, Bo Sauls. Today, we have four-time CrossFit champion Rich Fronin. Rich answers some questions about CrossFit, his mindset, and past injuries and treatments. He also gives advice to practitioners looking to work with CrossFit athletes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to Kineticast on your podcast app. Let's jump into episode three of Kineticast, Continuing Motion with Rich Fronin. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of Kineticast, Continuing Motion. I'm your host, Bo Sauls, and today we have four times in a row CrossFit champ, Rich Froning. Rich, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you coming. Uh, actually, you're joining me here. That's true. Since we're at CrossFit Mayhem. So. <laughs> Which, by the way, huge box, great place. Yep. I love the people here. I was really impressed with that. Yeah, like, yeah. We've, we've got a really good crew. We've got a good good uh, leadership from the coaches, and then we have great members. So all of our members are awesome, super supportive. Uh, very involved in the community, so it's a uh, it's a really really cool spot. Yeah, and plus you have a football field. We have a football field. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I got ish. to watch. Yeah, yeah ish. <laughs> so yeah. I got to watch them play a little football today. So oh, that nice. was fun. Nice. I probably shot about a hundred shots on your basketball goal, and I haven't picked up a barbell yet. Okay, there you go. Hey, well, you I know. mean, you do what you need to do to stay functional, right? That's right. That's right. Depends on what your your definition of functionality is. I guess. I guess being able to move on this knee would be about it for me at this there point. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's a good definition. All right, so starting from a quote from uh, your mom on Froning. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no way to describe it. He's just driven. So how was this drive created? Was it sports growing up? Was it parents? What, what was it? Was it continuing to wanting to win? What yeah, I mean, I think it was a mix of everything. It was kind of a perfect storm. Um, I'm one of 32 first cousins on my mom's side. 25 of us are boys. Um, so there's a lot of competition, a lot of testosterone, a lot of, you know, just silliness going on when we got together as kids. Um that, you know, we were always competing. Whatever we did, our parents were like, hey, trying to get energy out of us. Hey, run around the pond, you know, in Michigan. Um, right. A lot of people have ponds to swim in. So run laps around the pond or we're racing bikes or doing whatever. And then um, as we grew up, it was like you're comparing, you know, baseball stats or comparing whatever sport you're playing stats. Um, and then I had a great high school baseball coach that was um, very, I guess, motivating. But he just, he, he was he found a way to get a lot out of all of us. And um Owe a lot to him, and then both of my parents were super hard workers. Uh, they were always doing something, yeah. um, and if we weren't, you know, doing something, they were going to find something for us to do. So I think it was just like I said, a perfect storm of all of that is just um, you know seeing my parents always looking for a new project or a new job to go to is kind of kind of the way my mentality works as well. Cool, and I mean getting to hang out with you. The first thing I wrote down was country boy on yeah. the top of my yeah. notes. Yeah. So I mean I, I connected that. Yeah, there I'm you from. go. Yep. So I mean you yeah. got to throw bales, got to do whatever you want. Do keep whatever going. you got to do, man. <laughs> yep. So uh, you also commented that the mental toll was more taxing than the physical toll for you. Yeah. And we we know CrossFit is a mental and physical sport. Yep. But why was the mental toll harder for you? Yeah, I mean uh, I grew up playing team sports. Uh, played baseball. Um, there's individual sides of baseball, but it's a team sport. Played some football growing up too. Um, and so that was the first individual competition that I'd ever really um, done. And so just the, the mental grind of it, you know, like yeah. luckily I had a bunch of good people, you know, in my corner helping me out, um, training with me all the time, um, supporting me in, uh, in other ways. Um, but it's just you're out there by yourself, you know, it's, a, it's an individual sport and it's, you're, it's, you know, for lack of better terms, it's lonely out there. Yeah. And so um, after the, the five years of competing as an individual, I'd, I'd had enough. And so um, the last four years I've competed on a team and we've won the last three years as well. So yep. I have a lot more fun competing on a team. The, the shared suffering um, that we enjoy in the CrossFit community, in, in classes and yeah. stuff, is, is magnified when you're on a team. Because I'm going to push so much harder for those guys and girls because I know that they depend on me. 
versus when I was an individual, there'd be days where I'd be like, ah, you know, I don't really feel like pushing that hard. So I, you know, not necessarily wouldn't push hard, but right. um, there was less motivation to do that. So being on a team has been a lot more fun. It's that extra level that you hit. Too. Oh yeah, heck yeah. yeah. And and I feel like I now I feel great mentally. Physically, I feel great, other than this left knee, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But my entire body, like, I feel great. I feel fitter than I have in the last couple of years, other than this knee. So That's great, and I'm yeah. sure the team loves that year. Yeah, feel fitter yeah. Than right. Have, right? Yeah. Um, so, when you competed in 2010, yep. that's not when everyone knew the name Rich Froning. Right. That wasn't, like, the big time. Mm-hmm. In Froning, again, mm-hmm. from the Netflix, I do recommend people go to check that out, because, first of all, I didn't know that was going to hit me in the field. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there on an airplane watching Froning, like, what in the world? Yeah. I can't cry in front of strangers. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, my wife, uh, she's uh, she's good at, at, at making me sad. I, not sad, but happy sad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, take that real back yeah, real quick. Yeah, she's yeah. going to listen to that. Yeah. Um, but, so the CrossFit Games GM, Justin, came out and he said, he was just different than the other guys. Stronger and he had great mobility, which is a great, great compliment to get, yeah. right? But he continued to say he could perform the movement, the way it was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And that right there is a bigger compliment to me, especially when someone that's coming into a new sport doing right. something that they maybe not competed in as much, you were able to perform a movement the way it was supposed to look like. Yeah. Now, how did you get to that level? How were you able to get that precision and movement? Um, I think, honestly, it was just the background, um, like we talked about earlier. The the I never really specialized in, in certain sports. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I played baseball, played football most of the time, but... Um, I, I did a bunch of other things. Like I was out in the woods getting lost, playing, climbing trees, yeah. doing that type of thing. So there was a, a good foundation of different movements. Um, you know, rode four-wheelers. Did I mean, I literally did any, any and everything you could think of as a kid um, outside. And so I think having that foundation of all those different movements, just it makes you a better athlete and it makes you more uh, adept to... Um, to do things the right way and, and figure things out. I'm also good at compensating for other uh, areas. So no that's way. What I, that's what I figured out. It's not necessarily great all the time, but yeah. um, for the most part, like I said, it was just having a good foundation and not being locked into one thing all the time. It was you know doing a bunch of other things. I mean, this is a guy that looked at a lot of people move, a lot of people lift, mm-hmm. a lot of people do different things, and he came out and said that you were the one that did it. Right, I think I think that was just early on. Now I think you've seen a lot more people that there's a lot more now right. as well. Uh, there's more competing. A lot, there's more more people competing. Uh, it's pretty close to the same amount. Obviously, a couple more, but right. I think the the um, access to like videos and coaching and all this other stuff is way more than what I had when I started. Literally, me and Darren, my cousin, would just we would uh, look at the CrossFit Journal. We watched some of the CrossFit.com like videos. And at the time, they were decent, but they're not anywhere near what they are now. Right. And so um, I think we just learned stuff on our own. And I, you know, I think that's kind of another thing that um, was, was good. You know, we, we had to kind of figure out how to do stuff the right way instead of um, just watching a video or doing whatever. We had to kind of figure it out, which was, was fun too. Yeah, like basketball, football, baseball. You have personalized coaches since right. you're like five years old. Right. You're growing up in that, in that field and then what you're doing. But CrossFit, you came into it and you're like... Yeah, there was nothing. No yeah. real, you know... No, not nearly what there is now. Yeah, you have the powerlifting coaches, Ollie yeah. coaches. Just uh, you got Hinshaw, who's a Hinshaw. endurance coach. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's and then you have mobility specialists. You have all this other stuff, which we did not have when I first started. So um, I think it's cool having all that now. Right. But um, this is a growth of a sport. Right? Yeah. Right. So all right, so we've gotten the big CrossFit questions out of the way. Yep. I mean, yep. We needed to hit those. So what keeps you moving throughout CrossFit and continues to keep you moving? in the team competitions because you put your body to a different level mm-hmm. uh, than a lot of people do. Right. CrossFit games aren't easy. We all know that. But you hit a different level. 
and you've gotten injured and you've continued to compete. Yep. How do you keep moving? How do you keep going? Oh man, I, I, I love what I do. I, you know, I, it's part of who I am is as I have to move. I have to be doing something. If I'm not moving, I'm not a pleasant person to be around. My <laughs> wife's finally figured that out. And it's like, Hey, all right, go ahead, go do what you got to do and then come back because I can't handle you right now. Um, but as far as motivation goes, you know, my faith is a huge part of who I am and, and, and defines what I, who I am instead of, I try not to let other things in life define me, but then also now having kids yeah. and seeing, um, just what they pick up on and what they watch. Um, you, you don't realize how much of an influence you have on, on them until you're, you know, we're sitting in the barn, kids are out there, I don't think anything about, hey, you know, do a workout, but you'll turn around and try to swinging from the rings or jumping <laughs> off things and playing out here in the, the gym. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool that they pick up on so much and, and it, it really it motivates me and drives me to kind of, to, to lead by example. So more family, God yeah. is what kind of pushes yeah, you through. For this. sure. Okay, so for it's more sure. of a mental aspect more than a physical yeah, one for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, I started CrossFit so I want to look better with my shirt off. Like, yeah. obviously, that's what I mean, we all I, I don't think, I think this is the first time I've seen you with your shirt on. <laughs> nice, so. yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. We're cool in here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's really what, what pushes me is, is them. Yeah, and you talked at the barn. Um, like, I was in there with you. Mm-hmm. That I told you, taking shots, taking some videos and pictures. Yeah. There's more kids' toys in there than oh, yeah. I've seen than maybe weights in there. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man, we just cleaned it out because Lakeland had her, like, food set out there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I love having them out there. It's nice to, you know, yesterday we trained here a lot. Um, or not a lot, but trained here in the morning. And the kids get to come with me and kind of hang out. Um, but that's what I like is they, they can go, most of the time they can go wherever I go. Cool. And, um be a part of it so it's I'm, I'm blessed to do what I get to do and they love being around they love yeah. they love to, yeah, they love to run around the same and, as you. Yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly so that's what and that's what's cool is I think they picked up on that and they're yeah, like all sure. right this is what we're supposed to do you know we're supposed to move around we're supposed to play we're supposed to have fun so um, I just want to want to show them that and I'm, I'm actually a big believer in uh, your biomechanics come when you're a kid mm-hmm. and you're watching your parents move and how they walk and yeah. like my gate looks exactly like my, my dad's gate really well, I had to rehab and like change some things because yeah. it was wrong right yeah but, <laughs> thanks, I mean, dad. yeah thanks dad. yeah he's gonna hear this well my dad thanks no, well Trice is screwed then you know yeah. Trice <laughs> exactly. is like one. Yeah. good luck with your knee yeah uh, right yeah <laughs> both of them no but I'm, I'm a big believer in that so the kids watching you do this I mean right. that's, they're gonna continue to move throughout their life right I think that's a, that's a big thing we need to continue to do. and especially with the young kids now with sedentary Yep. games like bad food everything that they're going through right now we need to get parents moving more so the yeah. kids move more exactly I lead, by, lead by example exactly so during our conversations you've had a labrum surgery on your shoulder which mm-hmm. happened in high school through yep. baseball yep. Uh, meniscus surgery yep. hyaluronic acid injections stem cell injections mm-hmm. dry needling myofascial acupuncture cryotherapy and then you've seen DOs chiros PTs everybody everybody so what has all this treatment and rehab taught you? Um, research. Yeah. Um, do as much research as you can for sure. Um, the labrum surgery, there was kind of no way around that. Um, my shoulder, that was in high school. Um, it was what it was. It was I dislocated or subluxed it so many times that I actually cracked the humeral head. There was mm-hmm. nothing basically holding my shoulder in. So I had to do that one. Um, it was a long, long road to recovery, but now very minimal problems from it. Um, the meniscus. Um, I wish I would have done more research about it and just kind of uh, looked up other options. Surgeon was great. Um, he he was awesome, but he was he's an old ex NFL coach or NFL uh, surgeon. So it's like, yeah. hey, we're gonna cut it out and we're gonna get you back to the field as quick as you can. You, where, plan. you know, I kind of had some time where I could have tried to do some other rehab things instead. Um, you know, because it's still that was a year and a half ago and it's still lingering. So um, post meniscus, I did um, three rounds of stem cell. 
and that seemed to help kind of sure up the knee, but it didn't do a ton for the actual meniscus. It helped. It obviously helped a lot, just making it more stable, right. um, which in turn helped the meniscus. But uh, the hyaluronic acid mixed with the stem cell helped a ton, and the hyaluronic acid is just some um, extra lubrication they put in there. Yeah, um, it's actually supposed to help with the sponginess of the meniscus. Too. Yeah, I was looking at. Oh, that. really? Yeah, yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty cool stuff. Uh, yeah. after we talked about that. I had I had heard of it, but I'd not really seen the application yeah. of it. Yeah. So I did a little research on it. It was pretty cool. I've stuff. had some pretty good. Um, uh, results from it you know yeah. I've done it I did a five-part series so there's a couple different options you can do a five-part series so you do one a week for five weeks there's a three-part series you can do one a week for three weeks and then there's a single shot and I've had the most um, I think the the single shot has a little bit more is a little bit more viscous yeah. more viscosity and um, I had more benefit from the single shot than I did the five shot honestly so, so you need more viscosity than yeah. just to get that just, yeah. to, get the just to get in there and yeah. so um, but yeah, I think all of those things, you know, I'm, I'm probably 85, 90%. And there's some things that I have to kind of steer around and, and be smart about um, to in order to to not affect the next day. But, um, you know, it is what it is and be ready. So. Yeah. We also talked about how, I mean, there's different situations. Mm -hmm. Like you have someone like you who's competing at a high level. This right. is your job. Right. You need to continue to move. You need to be able to lift. You need to train. Right. Because if you don't train before you go, you're not going to win. Right. So someone like, say me, because I have a little partial, right. I can take... A year to rehab my knee and come out of it and not right. have to do a surgery right. because it's a partial tear. Right. But with you, if you have a partial tear and it's inhibiting your movement, that's something you might have, have to have to surgery. Do, yeah. So there's different situations. A lot of people want to say don't have surgery. Right. And I'm a Cairo. That's right. it's rare for me to say that. Right. Yeah. But sometimes you need to have a surgery. Right. And I think that's kind of where you hit. It's like you were in that that bubble of do I do right. it now or do I not? Do, do I it? not? Yeah. 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 I had a um. It was I had a chronic chronic tear on my lateral meniscus and an acute tear on my medial. And uh, the chronic tear never bothered me, but the medial one was a radial tear um, on the inside of the meniscus, and it was, it just, it was annoying more than anything. I should have, like I said, I should have done a little bit more research, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And like you said, you're 85, 90 now, so yeah. that's great. Yeah. And, just, and winning in the team competitions. Yeah. So can't be yeah. mad there. Can't be, can't be too mad, yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing this is, this next question is going to kind of run off that one. Yeah. What advice would you give someone who is just working out, doing CrossFit, who's moving and feeling hurt. And we're not talking about like big blowout right, injuries right, right. or big tears, ruptures. Right. But what would you tell them? Um, yeah, I mean, I, for sure I would get an opinion of somebody that's a professional in whatever field. Um, I, I like chiropractors, um, PTs I've had good good result, results with. Um, and then I've, I've been working with a DO as well. So, I mean, find somebody that you trust in uh, whatever medical field you feel comfortable with. Um, obviously get their opinion and sometimes get a second opinion, you know, and, um, the thing too is like, you can get some imaging done, but imaging is going to show you always that there's something wrong. There's something wrong and with you all, right? Half the time that thing that was, you know, not even bothering you might start bothering you now because you know it's there. So, um, just be careful sometimes with that. But I mean, if it's obviously if it's something major, then check it out. But, um, yeah, I would check different things. Um, like I said, I've, I've gone to a chiropractor since I was 12. Yep. Um, we also see a lady pretty regularly, uh, Farah. She's a PT that um, does dry needling. And yeah. so, um, you know, that's I've had some pretty good benefit from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all over the body, not just the knee. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would look at, try some different things as long as, you know, obviously as long as it's legal. Um, <laughs> but um, try some different things and do some research and ask people that you know and, and make sure that, um, you know, they have some type of, of following there. Yeah. And you yeah. brought up two things. You talked about imaging. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times imaging just shows you a picture. Yeah. And 
a lot of times you have to wait for that picture. Right. So you're waiting a certain amount of time to mm-hmm. go get an x-ray or an MRI. Right. And then you go in and get it and it just tells you, oh yeah, you're hurt. Or, yeah, I mean, what do you, well, yeah, thanks, yeah. what do I do? I knew that. Right. But you have orthopedic tests that show you the same thing. Right. With a high specificity and sensitivity. Right. So it's almost like, do we do the image or do we not do the image? depending on what you're doing. And right. it comes down, I think, is just to make sure the severity. Right. And I think that's really what the image comes through. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd agree with that for sure. But like I said, if you once you know, once there's an image and it may be something that wasn't bothering you before and now it's going to, you know, you're like, oh man, right. maybe, maybe there is something wrong with me. So um, there's there's two ways to think about it. For sure. And your Cairo, since you were 12, you told me that it was an AKA Cairo, correct? Yep. Applied yep. kinesiology. Yep. So um, that worked really well for you, correct? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people really talk well. about AK and A, like, and especially in Cairo school, everything like that. A lot of chiropractors yeah. maybe talk down about AK, but I was really interesting for me to hear that you you got really good results. Yeah, so when I was I was probably eleven or twelve, we uh, we started going to a chiropractor, Chuck Olds, um, and he you know would do all the different stuff, and I never really went to a um, uh, you know traditional family practice doctor, you know MD until I was, you know, probably mid twenties or so. Yeah. And that was, I mean, more or less to do blood work than anything else. So, um, yeah, I, I had good results growing up, um, with, with AK. I assume it was AK. I mean, he was, he tested stuff, the arm tests and all yeah, that stuff with vials and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it worked and, you know, I had some problems with different things and it usually cleared up. So yeah, I became a CrossFit game champion. That's so right. That's right. You give that to AK. AK? There, yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, uh, obviously CrossFit, the level at which you competed is demanding on the body. Yep. Uh, any high intensity workout done multiple times a day is going to be demanding on the body. Yep. So a lot of people want to break it to CrossFit, but there's plenty of workouts out there that do plenty. Right. So you're going to have your tissue breakdown, lactic acid buildup, oxygen and carbon dioxide are going to be frantic to just mm-hmm. try to level out. Yep. Did you do any breathing training or gait like corrections or training or any like that during training? Or what did you do that may not have been just lifting a barbell to prepare for the bar movements and CrossFit? Yeah, no, I've not. I mean, I've done a lot of you know just efficiency of movement type training. You know, it wasn't your pure like CrossFit Metcon. Um, we did a lot of on the minute type stuff. You know, just drilling technique, um, drilling technique when you're fatigued as well at a moderate sometimes heavy weight, you know, just to, just to be ready in case you have to. I mean, I think you have to touch all those different areas yeah. if you're, if you want to be ready when you compete. So you've got to look at CrossFit as a sport for me, CrossFit is a sport right. and CrossFit's my, my living. And so CrossFit as a sport is completely different than CrossFit out here in the gym that I do for our members. And so, um, I've got to look at that when I'm programming for the gym and make sure that, you know, I'm hitting those things and, and but preparing them for everyday life, not necessarily preparing, preparing them for the CrossFit Games. Right, and you have the life class too. Yep. The life yep. class was very interesting. That was something that uh, yeah, was we, cool to see. It's pretty cool to see, you know, I mean, they're senior level athletes, we want to call them, because right. they're athletes, you know, they're, they get in here two and three times a week and um, they get after it. So it's pretty cool and, and it's CrossFit, really. Yeah. It's just um, some of the stuff we've kind of taken some of the risk out of, because I mean, a lot of them are plus, 50 plus and they don't they don't need to do some of the stuff that we do or a lot of the stuff that we do so um, we just get them moving get them out of breath a little bit you know push the mobility and it's uh, it's pretty cool to see how do you so how do you get someone in there at that age that might be intimidated by crossfit yeah so uh, what's kind of cool is it kind of handles itself you know we it's kind of word of mouth you know they've kind of got this real cool group that all work out together and it's been it's been almost good for us we'll have some like 30 somethings come in and do the life class and then they'll see CrossFit and they're like, Oh, I can do that. And they, yeah. they jump right in. Everybody thinks, Oh, I've got to get, I've got to get in shape to do CrossFit. That's the point is you need to find a CrossFit gym. That's going to help you ease into, you know, doing, uh, you know, a 
not everybody has to do prescribed workout. Right. You know? Like there, you can scale, and everything's supposed to be infinitely scalable. Um, so you should be able to do CrossFit no matter what. So if there was something that you wanted to tell a practitioner who may be working with a high-level athlete, mm-hmm. um, what would you leave that practitioner with today? Um, I think the most benefit I've had is with people that I've worked with are people that understand what we do. Um, you know, they don't have to do CrossFit, but they have to at least know, hey, you know, the demands of what our sport is, just demands of our sport are or is, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're not doing grammar today. No, we're good. And, uh, you know, just I've, I've been to a couple PTs and a couple chiropractors and anybody that they don't really watch you move or do any type of assessment, physical assessment, um, and to see, hey, why is this happening? Why are, you know, you know, I was talking to this DO the other day. He's like, your left foot kind of kicks in when you walk and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I never really thought about that. And, you know, there's just, that was cool to see that he was actually, like, Assessing noticing those things instead of just, like, you walk in. They're like, all right, let's put you on the table and start, you know, doing crack some things. Crack them. So, yeah, I, that's the biggest thing is get to know your athlete or your, you know, your, um, your person that you're going to work on. So. Yeah, I know Alex is out there right now. She's oh, yeah. with uh, Hensworth. And yeah, he's Henshaw, yeah. Yeah, Henshaw, sorry. Yeah. And he's out there on the, what was the runner that the he was The air doing? runner, yeah. Yeah, that air runner. And they put the... Oh, oh did they? Nice. Yeah, it was, cool. it was sweet. That's it showed cool. like his shoulders compensating and everything. Nice, so that's cool. That's something I need that, to get on there. Yeah, I But now I don't have an excuse, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's practitioner. Yeah. Um, so anybody that wants to start doing CrossFit, anybody wants to get into movement, do this stuff, what would you tell them when, before they start? Yeah, I, w- I, would, um, I would go to the gym that you're wanting to go to um, and watch first. Make sure those coaches are in there, um, you know, correcting, seeing, moving around with the class and not just standing on the outside and just, you know, on their phone or whatever. Um, and make sure, you know, like it fits your, it, I say CrossFit is for everybody, but not everybody's for CrossFit. Like right. some people just, you know, you can't push um, certain ways. And that's what, if you find a good coach, they can kind of figure out some people need to be pushed. Some people need to be loved on. Some people we need to be, you know, so there's. That would be the big thing is go either find somebody that you know that goes to that gym and ask them about it and then um, go watch go watch a class go and if they won't let you watch a class then there's something up there you yeah know? so um, I think that's a big thing is, is just doing your research kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier exactly so um, like I said mayhem being here I mean mm-hmm. everybody has been great all the athletes have been great mm-hmm. so you have high level athletes yep. that come through they've been the nicest people for a while. Oh, I got yeah. to do a lot of different things different crossfit bosses and i've seen the attitude and i've seen different different things right. kind of kind of come right. through and that never happened here really? which i was Good. really taken Good. back by that's that's you know we hope that you know the the we have kind of a like-minded uh you know staff members and then all of our athletes as well our high level athletes right. um are all pretty much pretty level-headed if if you're not on the same page with us, you don't really last long, long <laughs> usually around here. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're at the Champs Gym, so you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. You never know. <laughs> never know. All right, Rich, thanks for joining us yeah, today. No I really appreciate it. It was yeah. a great talk. Appreciate it, Bo. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for listening to Episode 3 of Kineticast. This was definitely a laid-back episode, but if you took anything from it, it should be that if you want to work with CrossFit athletes, you better do a movement assessment like Rich's DO did. These athletes are looking to correct movement faults because their sport is about movement precision. The better they move, the longer they will be able to continue to move. I'm not saying that CrossFit athletes won't benefit from spinal adjustments or manipulations by themselves, or if they did an overall weightlifters mobility and stability program. For the level at which they compete, they are looking for every advantage to continue to function well, and are clearly interested in practitioners that understand how they need to move in CrossFit. On our next episode, we have Dr. Davis McAllister. He will be speaking about moving properly in high school athletes.
Dr. McAllister served for eight years in military intelligence where he learned four other languages. He also walked on to Mississippi State's football team where he played middle linebacker for two and a half years. After he graduated with his doctorates in chiropractic, he opened a sports practice and then was coaching high school football at the same time. He's going to be able to tell us what to look for mechanically in different positions in football. Once again, if you liked today's episode, go on to your podcast app and leave us some feedback. I'm your host, Bo Sauls, and let's continue to learn about movement, performance, and rehab together. <laughs>